This is the Chatter with Chad podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gleisel. This week's guest is DJ Skyhawk. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to see you again. Good to have you back in the 610. Yeah, yeah it's weird uh, doing this on the road. As I say, we're going to have to take Chatter with the Chad on the streets. Does that mean you're going to buy like a uh, Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and set it up like a, a, a little uh, podcast dungeon? Oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> Years ago, the joke was, oh, if you uh, you know don't go to college and get your shit together, you'll be living in a van by a river. And now the goal of a lot of kids our age are to literally live in a van by the river. Yeah, they travel the world. They see a lot more than I do. <laughs> it is weird being back uh, back in the area. Uh, when I was coming here and driving around, it's crazy how much has changed in three years. I mean, Taco Bells. We got Taco Bells now. Taco Hells. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> Unless you want to be. <laughs> Live Moss. <laughs> yeah, so how has the uh, how's the business been treating you? Uh, you know what? The business has been well, but the business has also been, I guess, overwhelming so far this year because, uh, um, you know, merging with uh, already established company um, has a lot of benefits. Um, but at the same time, it also helped me realize um, how much area of growth I was missing, just more so because I, I wasn't formalized as a business myself yet. So mm-hmm. it was kind of still one of those like, Oh, like I have a buddy that DJs sort of thing. And, and now that I'm working more with like an established company, there's all sorts of like requirements and things like that, shenanigans that you, you got to follow. And, and uh, just to get everything formalized and together and, and structured uh, takes a lot of work. And, uh, you know, it's business is good when you're busy, but when you have a full time job and your business is busy and you're trying to do the back end of business stuff, it's uh, it's you. Tag your it. So yeah, yeah. It's great when business is busy, but when you're the only one that's in the business and it's busy, that that means you're busy, busy with it. So, and you're in the business of weddings. Well, I mean, I guess anything, but you're doing a lot of weddings. Is that a fun time? Fun being around those environments? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I just love DJing in general. I mean, I've been passionate about music, as you probably known since like you know. I mean, when I was little, and and even in high school. Um, you know, I was always passionate about it and now this just gives me a way to make money from it in a business sense. I mean, I, I love just DJing in general, but, um, weddings are fun for lots of reasons. You kind of get to vet the clients beforehand. Uh, you get to be a really special part of someone's really big day, um, that most people only get once in their lifetime and they're a shit ton of money too. <laughs> so, um, a ton. yeah, I've never been married, but I hear it's expensive. Yeah, that's 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 the word on the street. That is the word on the street. Is they're expensive. That's why I avoid it, just to save money solely, <laughs> solely for the money, the yes. financial gain. Yeah, of course. Um, it's like a student loan. <laughs> Quite the life investment. Some people would probably say it is worse than a student loan, and I think people with massive amounts of student loan <laughs> debt would probably rather be married. So, <laughs> um, have you done any divorce parties yet? No, but I mean, if uh, you want to get married, I could certainly <laughs> do your divorce party first. <laughs> well, I guess that's good. I guess that's good. Well, I guess, well, people, that is a new thing now. People do. They celebrate divorces. 
I think we, it's more the female <laughs> side than the male side, but isn't that a, a divorce party thing that they do? Uh, Way mean, to bring the mood down. From <laughs> we haven't got tagged for any of those yet. Um, we would certainly do them if that's what somebody wanted. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if it's a paying event and it makes sense, we'll uh, we'll do it. You still, uh, you still involved in the nightlife? The nightlife, uh, I still do some, some bars, some clubs, not nearly as many as I used to in my mid twenties. Um, pros and cons to that. I love being able to just kind of play whatever the heck I want for several hours, set very minimal of my own equipment up, use house sound, house lighting, rock out for a bunch of people that are literally there just to drink and party and have fun. And go home, but at the end of the day, um, you know, you're up early late, not in my mid-early 20s anymore, so there's certainly some nights where I don't start till like 10 or later, and uh, midnight comes and I start looking at my laptop screen for the time, and I'm like, son of a bitch, we still, we're only <laughs> halfway through this night, this sucks, you know, when you're, when you're used to kind of waking up early now, so um, they're a different vibe, they're a different environment. Um, I hope to still be in the game, and I hope to even grow the game a little bit more, at least uh, to diversify my venues a little bit, um, something I've always wanted to do. But uh, not nearly as involved with the nightlife scene DJing as much as I used to be and how I started out with. So Yeah, that's how you really got your, your whole shtick started. You started at the pig pen, and uh, I guess you expanded from there. And uh, you used to do a good job there. That was many of my nights. I spent many of nights at the pig pen and not on a farm. Yeah, you did. I, Dude, I, I still remember a lot of the details of how I even got that very first gig. It was like a, a friend of a friend kind of thing. Is hey, I know this guy that owns this bar. It's huge. It's awesome. Um, they have this little shit and hole in the wall in the back that <laughs> will let you play. Not this big, nice, fun stage out here, but we've got this little uh, Irish pig in the back is what it was <laughs> called. And... Uh, uh, it was basically like, hey, if you can uh, promote it, you get a bunch of people back here. Uh, I'll let you do whatever the hell you want, basically. And that was a huge challenge because I'm like, ah, you know what? Um, from a couple of parties we used to you know, throw back in the day, uh, I was like, well, there's no question we can get some people that are ready to have fun and get involved. But uh, it was how many? And then once I got that green light, once I actually um, – got everything together for it and had the people show up it's you know certainly nerve-wracking for the first time like that is like uh can you deliver and uh it was you uh, delivered <laughs> i sure did and uh it, it was tough even just getting people there i mean i was fortunate for i was working at the time it was a you know place where we had what like two thousand employees on any given day so it was easy to kind of spread the word around and when i was talking to the owner i was like oh you know i could probably get like and I was really shooting for the stars by saying 50. I'm like, yeah, I think I could get, like, uh, 50 people to come through. And then he looks at me. He's like, how about 100? And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, 100? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, we've barely squeezed 50 out of one of our best parties. And uh, people didn't have to pay for shit. They showed up. There were drinks. There were food. And it was just people having a good time. So. Pizza. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> so that's, a, that's another story for later. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it was nerve-wracking and exciting, and uh, the first night, once I saw people rolling through the door, I'm like, okay, this is real. 
And uh, the more I started to see, and it was great because it was a lot of friends. It was a lot of people I already knew. Yeah, you packed the house the first night. I mean, the the bar was shoulder to shoulder, probably more full than the the their main stage was. Uh, the <laughs> drinks were flowing. Um, the bartender was w- had the drinks flowing all night. Um, I think many of the drinks went unpaid for, which I think is the reason <laughs> why the establishment is not currently open. But. Uh, yeah, I remember the crazy nights at the pig pen. Yeah, and dude, I, I still remember when I used to borrow some of your uh, lights for it. You had the lighting tree that I'd set up because I was like, dude, I can't go back there and be boring. Like, we got we to gotta pop this energy. And you're like, dude, just, just use my lighting. And I'm like, really? And, yeah, I remember. Uh, I mean, I'm, I DJed briefly there at the beginning of life, I'd, <laughs> I'd say. Um, and I remember my first light was... Uh, so my dad bought one year at Kmart. Uh, that ages me. Kmart were were <laughs> still was still a thriving business at the time. Um, we were there. It was right after Christmas, maybe January, February, and they had. Er, no, sorry, it was right before Christmas. It was like early December, late no November, right That's there. That's right. That's right. Yep. So they we were in the clearance section. And they had, you know, those Christmas or, or the, it was for Halloween. They have like those light things where you can put lights out. Well, I, I'm sure they still have it, but they, it, this was a new, this was new technology at the time. You could plug these big boxes in basically to an outlet outside and you plug lights into them. And then you had a box inside the house that you could control the lights and you could have like, have them flash and have them do patterns and stuff. I mean, now I see, you know, they have LED strips and they have, you know, th- but at the time this was like cutting edge technology. This was like, it had just come out. So my dad was going and they, they had a kit there and it was on sale from Halloween. I think it was like 199 bucks. It was normally like 300 bucks. My dad bought it. And the first light system I ever did was I, I made it myself, took a bar of metal I drilled, I think, like four holes in it, and I got, you know, those, like, holiday spotlights? Yeah. Little, like, LED spotlights you can buy to put on your house. The little ones you stick in the yard, right, and just point you out. Yeah, I had a red one, I had a green one, I had a blue one I bought off of the internet, and I think I had another green one. And I basically screwed those to this piece of metal, and I plugged them into that thing, and that's what I would use. I'd just play music, and the lights, I'd point the lights at the stage, and they would just flash on and off and i did my first gig i i made a couple hundred bucks i didn't charge much i think i made like 150 bucks and i think i spent 300 dollars after that buying more lights to try to improve myself and uh i did a wedding once uh, i don't know did i ever tell you the wedding story no i didn't even know you did a wedding i did one wedding um so it, I had just gotten a whole bunch of DJ gear and I was on eBay and there was this post on, no, it wasn't, not eBay, sorry, Craigslist. Whoa. Why the hell would I say it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was on, not, not eBay, that's for the rich people. <laughs> yeah, I was on Craigslist and I saw this ad wanting a wedding DJ, so I reached out to it. They wanted like... I think they wanted five hours was what they wanted a, a DJ for. So I messaged the board and I said, hey, I'll DJ the wedding, 500 bucks. That's what I said. 
So I think it was like maybe two days later, I get a message back. Can we meet? I met him at a, a diner. I think we got drinks. Uh, we yeah, got for 500 bucks. No shit. Anybody take you up on that. Uh, we went to a diner. I think I got a Coke. We sat there for maybe like 20 minutes, talked about the wedding, where it was at. Um, they told me what their song was going to be, asked if I could have their song. I said, yeah, I'll have it. Like, I email it to me. I'll, I'll have it down. Because I, probably illegally, I, I downloaded a whole bunch of music <laughs> off the internet that I had. And uh, FCC, if you're listening, don't pay any attention to his last statement. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations has come around on that. <laughs> this was a long, long time ago. I think I was still in high school at the time. and uh, Really? You were doing this way back in high school already? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, I got the gig, surprisingly. And I went, did the gig, went well. Um, I almost killed somebody. You almost... All right, hold on, pause. (laughs) You have to tell me how you almost killed somebody by DJing a wedding. So it was the Jailhouse Rock. We... we (laughs) We were playing the jailhouse rock. I had that plan. Uh, it was a request I had. And the grandma, I believe, of the bride was dancing at the jailhouse rock, slipped and fell, and smacked her head on the corner of a table and had to be taken out in an ambulance. She was bleeding on the floor. And she was like 90-something. Like, th- this lady was old. I felt bad. So we cut the music, you know, and the ambulance comes takes her away during the jail, Elvis's jailhouse rock. Um, and then right after they took her away, everybody, the mood was kind of killed, you know, and I remember the bride came over and the bride handed me an envelope and was like, Hey, here's some money. And there's, there's extra like, thanks for what you did. I I think it's over. You're good to pack up. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, you don't tell me to, I did. I, I mean, my DJ career was pretty short and brief. I think I only did like six events total, um, that were like paid DJ events when I did that. and <laughs> Were you afraid of being sued by Grandma after that and said, we got to stop, no more jailhouse rock, I'm getting out of this? No, I, yeah, I felt bad. I almost killed this poor lady. <laughs> I did reach back out. I had email from the conversation we had from Craigslist, and I think like a month after the wedding I reached out and I said, you know, I had a fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like, I hope the marriage is going well. Uh, how's grandma? How's grandma? <laughs> and I got a response back saying grandma was fine and grandma recovered and everything. So I was, I was glad to hear that. And I, I got nothing but compliments, but, uh, that's good, man. That's good. That was my first and last wedding I ever DJ. <laughs> and Dude. my father was there to help me. I drug him out there. And I remember we were setting up and I didn't have the right plug and we had to drive to the Walmart, which is like 10 minutes away and buy a plug real quick and drive back. Well, thank God Walmart was only 10 minutes away because that would have been a uh, a huge misfortune if you uh, had everything together and then uh, you, your whole gig was stopped by one, one cable. Yeah, so, I mean, it's nothing like this podcast on the road. This podcast is going to put me on the streets, I say, with all the money I've forked <laughs> into the studio and these mics. Listen, I, I can understand and appreciate the amount of money time energy that has to go into any work like this because throughout the years i've probably spent at least twenty five thousand dollars and i've only been in the game like six seven years here um it's expensive to do it right but the people who don't do it right aren't the ones that get noticed you have to do it right to get noticed so 
hang in there, stick out the grind. I uh, have no doubts that if you're dedicated to this, um, it'll work out for you. I mean, I don't know if you'll ever be quitting your day job because I question whether I'll be quitting my day job ever. But uh, you know what? At the same point, if it's something that you really, really like to do, um, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Oh, this hard. is, as I say on the previous podcast, this isn't to quit the job. This isn't to become a millionaire. I do this solely for the purpose. Listen, I record, as the podcast is advertised, it's just conversation with everyday cool people, I think. It's chatter, everyday chatter. And I, I record this, you know, these are conversations I'd be having with you whether there was a mic in front of us or not. And I record these just because it's it's entertainment to me and I, I, I genuinely enjoy it. If people don't, it is what it is. I mean, um, I have some more, I had somebody, uh, I was working with to get on here who told me that they'd be more than willing to do it, but they're like, I'm a little controversial. I don't know if you'd want me. And I said, you know, nobody tells me who the fuck I have on my podcast. <laughs> and like, that's the simple gist of it. Like, this is my show. I pay for it. I run it. You know, I've forked thousands of dollars into having an entertaining experience for at least myself. So, I'm not, nobody tells me who's going to be on my show is the simple gist of it. Is a controversial guest like Donald Trump? Like, who do we have going on here? No, no, no Donald Trump. That'll be uh, to be released in a uh, future <laughs> episode of Chatter with Not Chatter a sponsor, but if the Trump family's looking. <laughs> if, if any sponsor is looking, uh, you know, I'm sure we'd be more than happy. You know, any professional podcasting company out there, you know, uh, Let's see, all all your sorts of uh, different, you know, uh, equipment companies. I won't mention any yet because uh, they're not sponsored. But, uh, you know, there's good gear out there and uh, there's a need here. We've gotten some offers, but I don't want to sponsor out. I, I like having just me. You know, it's but I'm glad I'm glad everything's going for you and the company. And uh, we'll we'll give you a chance to plug some of your upcoming events and stuff. I'll give you an opportunity and we'll plug some of our upcoming podcasts. We'll get to that at, at some point. I know you got a gig coming up this weekend, but this podcast probably won't be out till <laughs> after that. But um, I know I plan to be there this weekend. I'm I, I'm back in town. I travel around, uh, so that that's definitely an opportunity. What what's your stage name now? Uh so uh, my stage name is now DJ Skyhawk. Um. Skyhawk, Skyhawk. <laughs> Where does that come from? So, good question. So, my first DJ name uh, was not something that I necessarily picked myself, uh, as probably some people know that are going to tune into this rather quickly. Uh, it used to be DJ Skittles, which was always a, uh, a funny joke, and that was uh, more so because uh, I was just kind of doing some uh, like bedroom stuff and little house parties. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and, and Follow-up questions to come. <laughs> All right. To make sure they're tabled, but uh, yeah, we we were doing like you know some some little, uh, you know, I I wasn't playing anywhere public yet. Basically, is a point, so I didn't need a name. People just come up to me and be like, "Yo, Stout," like you know this that or the other thing, and uh, due to working in like law enforcement, security, that kind of stuff, when I went public, like I'm like, listen, I I don't want to have something that is easily readily identifiable. Um, you know, as as my name that I'm going to be publishing out there for all these public events, like just in case somebody runs into me that hates my guts, I, uh, you know, can plausible deniability it to the death and uh, be all right with it. So I made the big mistake of letting some of you fucking friends of mine pick my first DJ name. And I had a, I'm pretty sure like a bunch of different 
ideas up like on, I don't know, probably like a Facebook post or whatever. And so many people were commenting DJ Skittles as a joke because I think it was what one of our, our bosses at the time that made that. Yeah, comment. I don't remember where DJ Skittles come from, but I do remember the error of <laughs> DJ Skittles. <laughs> it was certainly a good error, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a name I picked. And uh, I totally was transparent about the, hey, I want my friends to pick my name. Um, and the only caveat is it has to be something totally unrelated to me. And uh, as much as I hated that name at first because it, it wound up kind of be it was really a joke. It started as like, oh, DJ Skittles. It's like a funny name, like, you know. Um, and at the time I was like, well, you know what? I don't have a better name necessarily. I promised my friends whatever got the most votes we would uh, we would roll with. And for some reason, you pricks made sure that got the most votes. Um, I'm glad it wasn't anything worse than that. Uh, you know, the, the catchphrase taste of rainbow was always fun <laughs> on some DJ <laughs> nights. But that is, uh, <laughs> that is the truth, especially depending on who I was getting some requests from. And we'll leave it at that. But, uh, you know, um, uh, it was it was fun. And uh, double but, DJ style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those was that was a that was a move. But um, yeah. So I, I, I was like, well, it literally has nothing to do with me. Uh, there's definitely going to be nobody out there. That's ever encountered me in a professional sense. It's been like DJ, like there there would be no connection between that and DJ Skittles. So I basically said, "Fuck it, let's roll with it." I don't care what my name is because, regardless of what my name is, I am going to rock the shit out of this crowd for my debut night. And as you've already mentioned, that that I I did. I brought more than a hundred people to the event, thanks to help from a bunch of my friends and a, a huge shout out to all you guys and the support y'all have given me. But uh. Fuck it, my name was DJ Skittles for tonight, and I remember getting a standing ovation from the uh, the the bartenders as well as the owners in the back of the bar, who probably also drank a little bit too much that night and had a, had an amazing time at the we event. We all did, and you guys were clapping along for one more song. I think at like two o six or two o seven a.m. I already played a little over, and uh, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm not even prepared for this. And I remember I didn't have anything queued up, and I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I'm like, oh, don't stop till you get enough. Michael Jackson, as I'm just talking. And I didn't even have a mic at the time. I'm just, like, shouting, like, thanking everybody. And I'm like, okay, don't stop till you get enough. That's perfect. Hit it and queued it up. And pretty sure I wound up, like, uh, jumping out and, like, dancing with a bunch of you guys. And that was fun. But um, eventually the pandemic hit and uh, certainly disrupted and, and killed pretty much every business, especially entertainment. That absolutely fucked me and crushed me. But at the same time, I also recognized it as, well, I've certainly had times where, uh, like, whether it was wedding clients or bars, venues, whatever, wouldn't take me serious because of the name DJ Skittles. Or, like, oh, how good could this douchebag possibly be? Like, he doesn't even take his name serious. Yeah. So I wound up. I want to meet these people <laughs> and kick their ass in the parking lot. <laughs> so I, I wound up saying, all right, you know what? I and, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't have looked into it too much, but sort of took it to heart a little bit, honestly. And I was like, now that the pandemic's here, I wasn't one of the guys that was like doing all this shit on social media, DJing at the time. Um, I was like, this is a great time to uh, to rebrand. So. I decided I was like, you know what, if there's any time that I'm going to rebrand now is the perfect time and perfect opportunity because I'm not out there every week anymore. Um, and I use that as an opportunity to say, all right, what can I pull as a name? That is something that's like important to me. But at the same time, I was still actively working 
um, you know, some uh, law enforcement stuff, some security stuff. So I still want it to hold that true. Like, I don't I don't just want it to be my name. I want it to be a, a separate kind of identity of myself, but still pull some of my actual personality now behind it. And uh, I, I tossed around all kinds of stuff and uh, like some of it was totally stupid um, or at least it seemed that way at the time. And I settled on DJ Skyhawk because there's actually an importance and a meaning behind that to me. Um, and that's because of uh, being a private pilot, going to school for piloting, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's still on like probably a very long-term hiatus right now <laughs> for the many thousands of dollars I'm in debt with just a private pilot license. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, you know what? I, I got my private pilot license in a Cessna 172 Skyhawk. Why not throw that as a name? Because that's something that I invested so much time in it. And, and for me and, and for many people, it's still a rather prestigious thing to be a pilot. I'm like, this is something super fucking cool and not a lot of other people got to do. And, and that's the plane that I did it in. Um, and I tossed around like some other planes that I flew in, like DJ Piper. I'm like, oh shit, it sounds like I'm a guy that plays a bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. So that was out the window. Uh, well, like other being modest. <laughs> yeah. Like other jets and stuff were like cool. But then I'm like, I never flew jets. Like, so like as cool as that is, it's not true to me. DJ Piper. <laughs> So DJ Diamond Star was another one, but I thought I'm like, ah, that could be twisted as a little feminine. And we have a popular DJ um, in the Philadelphia area called DJ Diamond Cuts, and she's a really good DJ from the Philadelphia area. And I'm like, ah, like I don't just feel like I'm playing off of that either. What's unique? And I I I, I did a lot of googling, a lot of like you know search engine stuff to try the and Google. find. Yep, the dirty G. <laughs> and uh, did a lot of searching to be like, all right, like is this unique enough where? For the most part, it's at least like somebody isn't super famous that has had this name, and it's nobody at least local. Um, and uh, you know what? I, I looked, and Skyhawk wasn't around or out there. There's like a couple little local guys here or there. Why they picked Skyhawk, I don't know, but thankfully none of them were around here. Um, so I settled on Skyhawk because that was a, something that was, uh, you know, a, a really, really important uh, moment in time of my life. And uh, something that I'm still really proud of to this day that I was able to uh, make that achievement and do that. I'm like, Skyhawk? I'm like, yeah, that's kind of fucking cool at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's not a bad name. I I always knew the uh, pilot stuff. I mean, I know you're really proud of that, as you should be. I've, I joked uh, where I live now, there's an airport a couple blocks away, not far from where I grew up. But uh, what I always joked about was the fact that... Uh, I thought about the the airport by my house. They do flights. Like, you can go through the class. Like the intro flights and yeah, stuff, Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's it's it a out. smaller airport. And uh, I've thought about going and getting, you know, my I'm talking, we're talking basic pilot license, like the the beginning stages just, just to have it. But then I thought, you know, I don't know if I trust myself flying a plane. Like, there's some things that are better just to leave to the professionals that do that for a living. Like, you know... I know what the human heart looks like from school, but I wouldn't cut myself open and start doing that surgery. You know, I'll leave that to the, the professionals that have studied their life to that. And that's kind of where I, I sit with the planes is, you know, I I drive. I hate driving, but I drive. It's this this trip on the road to, the, to do this podcast showed me how much I hate driving. People and are- just fucking nuts out there anymore on the man on the road no matter where you're at the people are just fucking nuts. which would be the positive about flying is i wouldn't have to deal with all the crap on the road but i've really only ha- ever had like one somewhat 
close call in the air, and and it really wasn't even that big of a deal, honestly. Um, but okay, the FAA will be listening to this podcast. <laughs> so it really wasn't even my fault. But I mean, if if uh, for for the sake of content here, I'll I'll, I'll briefly get into it. So I was on a, a lesson with my flight instructor. Um, I'm pretty sure at that time we were doing instrument stuff. I was flying a uh, Diamond Star DA40. Um, I forget where we were headed. I just know it was like south of the Allentown area. And uh, we were probably like 45 minutes in flight. And uh, it's just a busy air traffic day. I mean, people are talking, talking, talking. Air traffic everywhere. (laughs) And uh, out of nowhere, we hear a controller tell us, hey, whatever, you like Diamond Star, whatever the hell our call sign was, Um, you know, make a left turn like 30 40 degrees whatever it was to this heading uh there's traffic uh coming from behind you you're six o'clock couple miles closing in um and we're like okay sure no problem then they get on the radio to the other jet traffic and we hear them and long story short they're basically giving us vectors to turn into each other where i'm pretty sure we were like same altitude or pretty close yeah yeah so i turn over to my instructor and i look and i'm like is this one of those times where, like, like I'm like, Matt, Matt, Matt Oberk, I'll give him a shout-out. He's he's an awesome instructor, buddy. If you're out there, if you happen to catch us, love you, bro. Hope you're flying well. You're uh, still with JetBlue, I think. So uh, you're still flying, man. Good good kudos to you, buddy. Miss you. But um, we we were flying, and uh, I, I turn and look at him. I'm like, Matt, I'm like, this doesn't sound right. It sounds like they're ATC, air traffic control, is turning us into each other. I'm like, is this one of those situations where we say, fuck ATC, and we just trust that we're doing the right thing. And there was like, I remember like a second pause, which seemed like an hour. And he's like, yeah, I don't like that directive, bro. He's like, yeah. I'm glad you're on it and you're paying attention. He's yeah, like, yeah. hold your course. Just hold your course. Because we already uh, corrected for what they said. And the jet, I think, heard it too. And they jumped on the radio and said, like, we've got you in sight. Because it's, it's, it's a jet. Like, yeah, yeah. Like a private jet, kind of like one of the smaller ones. Nice. Yeah. Dude, closing in on our ass. We're maybe like pushing like 110 knots, <laughs> like flowing along. We have a jet behind us ramming up our ass at like 250 knots. <laughs> and, and so we're like, man, we can't see this guy. He, We have no idea. And he gets on the radio. He's like, I got you in sight. Stay your course. We're turning 30 degrees to the right to avoid you guys. And we got back on the tra- on the, the frequency. We're like, Roger, we've got it. Thank you. We we thought so. Yeah. And and of course ATC doesn't say a fucking word. We're like, thanks for trying to turn us into each other and make us like a fucking press briefing at AM. <laughs> like Yeah, jet smacks fucking tin can, tin can vaporizes. Like Yeah, yeah that would have been a great fucking story. So The end um, of the stout. <laughs> yeah, there there would have been no DJ Skittles or Skyhawk at that point in time, so Thankfully, uh, you know, I had a good instructor that that thought that through with me. And but I mean, for what it's and and it was great because we saw the jet. um, We saw like the belly of the jet, probably within about like barely a thousand feet hard banking right away. Like we didn't hear anything, see anything. All of a sudden we see like the underneath of this jet, like maybe three, four hundred feet above us. We look up. It's like banking hard and kind of right. And we just I like out of nowhere, like jet. We're like. Matt and I look at each other, we're like, that's a cool fucking photo. That's a great view. <laughs> but we're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Uh, that was I can t- imagine. That was a moment where your ass cheeks get so tight you think you're in prison. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, that's where 
I don't. That's where, like, I I say I I can contemplate getting a pilot's license, but then I also think, do I trust myself? <laughs> like, do I trust myself with my own life in the air? Is the question. That that's the thing about it is, is that was such a nerve wracking time for me when I start first started flying. I I can say to you probably the first three flights, I totally felt like a little like tingly, like it was like weird, like not like to the, in the balls. <laughs> no, not the balls. Thank God that that would have been a. That would have been a huge compliment. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> if it was just, uh, it was one of those things where it just was such an uncomfortable feel. Like I was like fucking terrified in my first couple of flights because I'm like, is it really happening right now? Like, what if something goes wrong? Am I really doing this? But after like my, I would say probably by my fourth flight, I started to get comfortable with it, and I started yeah. to those feelings of like anxiety, uncomfortableness, sort of shredded. And I, I, I really credit my instructor to probably a lot of that and coaching me through that. And also saying to me at the same time, like, Hey, it's okay. Like this isn't a normal thing. Like physiology yeah. of flight says like <laughs> humans aren't meant to fly. Yeah. We're just like persistent assholes that insisted that we wanted to do this. And now all of a sudden we have human bodies in the air and these tin cans flying all around and it's just a thing now. So he helped coach me through that and also validate like, Hey, it's okay that you don't feel a little weird. Like it'll take you some time to shake it. But um, PMS. Sure. Yeah, totally. That's what it is. Pretty magical <laughs> shit. <laughs> There's actually a terminology, uh, something similar to that uh, PFM, uh, which is a, a terminology I learned in uh, some of my aviation classes. Uh, we would share some uh, some classes with like guys out of the military on their um, like GI Bill funding to to become pilots, and uh, there's a term every time they wanted to learn a little bit more in depth about some of the fighter jets and military aircraft. Uh, you know, we would go in depth with civilian side of stuff, but when you want to talk military and like confidential technology, they would use a term PFM, which uh, like when they'd be like, oh, like how does X, Y, or Z work on like a an F twenty two. And, uh, you know, like the, the, they would, the, the people instructing them would look at them and be like, oh, that's PFM. PFM, what the fuck is that? They're like, yeah, it's pretty fucking magical. Don't worry about it. It's confidential. <laughs> so that was yeah, a fun I believe term. that. <laughs> that was a fun term. But, yeah, you, you shake it after a little while, but it, it's definitely an uncomfortable thing to get into. But the more you do it, especially if you're a good instructor, um, you'll, you'll, you'll work up to it and you'll get more comfortable with it. And it, it really becomes not that bad, and it was one of the more fun times and experiences, personally, I've ever had in my life. It's it's so much fun. Um, it, it's just such a feeling of accomplishment to do it. Um, and I'll tell you what, one of the most nerve-wracking times ever, flying ever, is like your very first solo. The moment that your instructor says, I feel like you've demonstrated enough talent and enough skill. And I have enough trust and confidence in you. That I can leave this fucking plane and you can I'd be say, <laughs> that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can leave this plane and you'll be okay. You're gonna do takeoffs and landings at this airport all by yourself, and it's just you up there. I'll have a radio to talk you through if you get scared, but like, try not to use it. It's just you. That was one of the most nerve wracking things I ever did in my entire fucking life to this point and i'm 29 and i started flying at the age of 19 years old where was your first solo flight uh my first solo flight was um uh well at least my first solo uh i guess yeah it really is flight um was at queen city airport um it was just a few takeoffs and landings right at the airport you do three basically um for like your first quote-unquote solo so um, you know, you, you prep for it. It's after a bunch of training you've already had. 
And it's when your 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 flight instructor feels like, hey, I'm I'm confident in you that you can do this on your own. Now it's time to prove it. So um, it it was at Queen City Airport in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Here, um, it was in the the Cessna Skyhawk, the 172. Uh, I still remember the tail number of it. November, uh, I think it was. Uh, what is it? One seven five Juliet or seven two Juliet? I remember was the, the last two of it at least. Um, Cessna one seventy two Skyhawk and I, I taxi for just her first time, which like taxiing is whatever. You're on the ground; it's nothing. For me, takeoff wasn't a big deal either. I'd done so many; I'd been comfortable with them. Totally landing is the the part that freaks you out the most. Yeah, I can't do that on the uh, on flight, flight sim. sim. <laughs> yeah, I always crash. <laughs> Nobody wants to get on a plane with me because we're not going to land very easily or smooth. I, I just did a new PC build, and I got some peripherals to get back into flight some a little bit. But uh, Well, I got the Xbox. The Xbox, do you really? Well, we'll have to play some time. For yeah, sure, I got but. the Xbox, which is pretty cool, and they have the the flight, slim, flight sim, and I like the fact that it's on the cloud. Yeah, that's cool. So you can play it on the cloud, so you don't have to wait. 10 days for it to download <laughs> you play right on the cloud and I, i've actually played it once or twice i've looked into getting the actual modules for the xbox like you mean like the control stuff, yeah but right? they're the hundreds of dollars yeah and i i don't i don't feel like forking a hundred dollars <laughs> that i put too much into the podcast i've i've actually got a spare for you so let me know after this and uh, but yeah the xbox i bought the xbox i know i looked into that I did look into that because uh, I had actually got a couple things from you, and I tried to see if they were compatible with the Xbox, and it basically told me they weren't. You Uh, had to buy the Xbox brand. Well, I guess not their brand, but like the Xbox compatible brand. Oh, yeah, I see. And they they had prices to that, and I just, I didn't have enough time to put aside to to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars of that. But it is, I did play the game with the controller. I always crashed. (laughs) <laughs> we took off and we never landed. <laughs> but uh yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah, it's uh I mean that that was totally one of the most nerve-wracking things was that solo flight and uh I remember, you know, I mean we're just staying in the pattern. So you're right at the airport basically. You don't really go far. Um and 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 then that was just I'm like shit, like if I if I fuck this up, my instructor isn't here like I I have a tin can I can literally kill myself in if I fuck yeah. this up really yeah. bad and it is it is just so frightening and I gotta say probably uh, my my first landing was not the smoothest solo but I didn't break the plane and and nobody was hurt and I, I did what I had to do so that was nerve wracking and then I don't even remember where my first solo flight was I think it was out to Sealands Grove PI. But that was also nerve wracking because then it's you're not in a familiar area anymore. Yeah, you're going to a totally different destination that like you maybe have only been a couple times, um, and and it's up to you to navigate to get there. To talk I agree. To ATC the whole way to land there and then to come back <laughs> and do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was one of those airports that's like somewhat central PA, so like it's an area where like it's populated but not terrible. Right, yeah, like cell service is kind of shoddy. It's in between a couple of mountains, uh, below a certain altitude out there. You lose ATC. Like it was like under like eleven hundred feet, fourteen hundred feet, something like that. ATC is done. You're not talking yeah, to anybody. Yeah. So like I remember on my flight back from that climbing to altitude, I kept trying. Like I was a little nervous, so I just I wanted to call ATC early to be like, "Can you see me? Can you follow me?" Like 
Yeah. Just so they knew where they have it. Yeah. Yeah. No, know where I'm at, know where I'm going. So that way, like, I feel like I'm not alone up there. That was my sense. Well, how did the, uh, like the farming planes, the ones that drop the liquids, uh, how, how do they work? Are they on their own thing? Are they too low? Can they be like the agriculture planes? Yeah. I mean, uh, that's a really long discussion, but the, the short version of that is, um, different areas in the country are bound by, uh, different classifications of airspace, right? So you have like uh, Class B airspace, which is really busy. Like you think like Philadelphia area, New York area, big cities. Um, you have Class C airspace, which is like currently like an Allentown situation. Um, those are all controlled airspaces, um, as well as oh god, I'm a little rusty, but I think Class D as well is also controlled airspace. Um, and generally, that's anything like at or above like. Depending where you're at, like sometimes it can be low as like a thousand feet above the ground level. It could be as low as even 500 feet above ground level, all the way up to you know, um, uh, you know, as as high as a, a, a aircraft can go, um, you know. So that is. Uh, well, what amazed me is still when I flew back from Vegas, we, I remember the pilot getting on the loudspeaker. This is one of my many times to Vegas. I've been there too many times. Without me, the hell. <laughs> Uh, have you ever been there? No, we have to fix that, actually. We have to go to Vegas. In all seriousness, I know. We have, have to go to Vegas. I know we do. So, no, you and I have to I go know. to Vegas. <laughs> they have uh, EDC or uh, Vegas, probably, coming up next spring. So maybe we can we can. I've get been to Vegas a few times. It, it's fun. I mean, I'm not going to overdo it. It's, it's Vegas, but what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So that's <laughs> what we'll leave it with the podcast. But Vegas is just a fun time. It is a blast. It it's its own environment. It's changed over the years. You know, it's not like what it used to, I guess, from what I hear. But it's 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 fun. But I remember where the pilot stuff really kicked into me was we were flying back from Vegas and I remember the pilot getting over the loudspeaker and saying, uh we're he he got over and said we're now, you know, we just flew over Harrisburg we're about we're we're getting ready for a landing in Philadelphia. Like, this is what we're at. We're and I remember thinking that through in my mind. I'm like, I I mean I don't live too far from there. I'm like, <laughs> this is like an Philadelphia is like an hour and a half away. How are we preparing for landing here? And that's that's the first time I realized. You know, I mean I get when you're up in the air, you're going three, four, five hundred miles to the hour, but it's crazy to to think that through in your mind that you know once we're getting to Harrisburg. They're they're starting to contemplate the landing yeah. process because to me I'm like we're an hour and a half away from Harrisburg like okay like we'll start getting ready in an hour like but it, and it's crazy how just quick it it flies by like I remember him telling us we're we're getting ready to land we we just flew over Harrisburg and the next thing you know we're actually starting to move down and it's like seriously like we're an hour and a half. like it's crazy how quick they go and just how air traffic moves. Yeah, like they. I mean, the uh, big jets like that. I mean, you're prepping so far out, um, because they they fly at such high altitudes too. So you're you're really prepping so far in advance to drop that altitude to start. You know your your descent checklist, and once you're, um, you know at the correct altitude, flying your approach, making sure you get flaps, you get landing gear, all that kind of stuff. So smaller planes, you 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 know you don't have to necessarily prep quite that far in advance, but um. Certainly nerve wracking when you're you're across the state, 
um, you know, up in up in a plane by yourself for the first time. And uh, I can only imagine. He, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you I couldn't do it. You could. You could believe it because I, I said to myself at the beginning, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm doing this right now. Like this is fucking insane. And uh, dude, I I did it to the point of where I I was able to demonstrate for the FAA, like, hey, I can do this shit. Where when they, you know, for them to license me and. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's still to this we'll day. We'll see. One of my I'd like to meet the person that signed off on that. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but uh, you know, uh, let me just say that it, it wasn't. It was not an easy process, and I'm sure he even. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's got to talk. Oh, I'm him. sure he looked at yours a couple times. <laughs> I, you know what? To be honest with he's you, probably, I think he, uh, I think he was guy. on the fence a little bit, but I, I will totally admit that my skills, even when I went out. Uh, for that, like I, uh, you know, we're we're a little shaky because that that was the only I was a relatively low hour private pilot. Like I was barely over the minimum hours. I'm I'm pretty sure that you need to get your license. So, um, but I I think he respected that and recognized that and understand like, hey, I'm not getting my private pilot license because I think I'm this 19 year old kid turning 20 that just really wants to show off for his friends and jump in planes and go on like beach trips and stuff like that. Like some kind of like you know, arrogant college douche. I'm I'm doing this because I, I wanted to do it for a career <laughs> and I want to continue learning with like my instrument rating and other stuff. And he got that. So he allowed me and any, any passed me and he, he got me to continue the program. But I mean, at the bottom of the line, I, I, I met the minimum requirements. That's so. good. Yeah. So I'd like to plug, we got a couple, couple uh, episodes coming up. We got the spirits. They're flowing pretty heavily on this side. The spirits. What are you drinking, Chad? What are you drinking? I got my uh, rum and coke. Um, you stuck with the whiskey. Bourbon. Or bourbon. Bourbon. Bur- sorry. Bourbon on the rocks. Straight bourbon on the rocks. Yeah. Uh, Dave. You uh, you don't know Dave, but Dave's my normal uh, guest. He's a rum and coke guy like me. He normally mixes it strong. I I did a Dave pour, as we call. Um, a Dave pour. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. So we're gonna we're hitting a point we can start doing some plugs. So we got a couple episodes coming up. I got some historians, some authors, some stuff like that coming up. Uh, <laughs> James is gonna replenish his beverage. Um, yeah, I got some authors. Uh, we got a, a bunch of good guests coming to the podcast. Uh, I know. I'm sure James has some plugs. Uh, well, you know what? I'm. I, as we were kind of talking earlier, I mean, I, I still, uh, I'm still working on getting some of my public gigs back going on here. So, um, but I, I am at uh, Wind- plug them. <laughs> I, uh, I am at uh, Wind Creek Casino tomorrow night. Um, it's one of the final nights of uh, Music Fest here in uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So, uh, um, at the main casino floor. At uh, Molten Lounge um, at uh, 8 p.m. is when I start, but uh, I'll play in between the band, too. Um, and I, I totally apologize. I, I do not even know the name of the band that I'll be playing with, but uh, I'm there tomorrow night, August 12th. Um, obviously, this will probably not quite be out for, for that yet, but um, that is a, a, a venue that I've been getting usually a gig at least once a month at, so hopefully I'll have uh, an opportunity um, you know, in September, October, moving forward here, uh, my next public gig after that would be September 23rd, starting at 10:30 p.m. I am at Soto Sandy in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Gonna rock out, uh, hip hop heavy crowd usually out there. 
um, college will be back uh, for the Lehigh students and um, Moravian students. So that'll usually be a fun gig. But uh, regardless of when and where my events are, um, totally appreciate all the followers. Um, I'm not super great at social media, but trying to get a little bit better. Um, I have a Facebook and a Instagram now, which my Instagram is kind of new. Um, it's going to be at DJ Skyhawk PA abbreviation for Pennsylvania follow. <laughs> yep. Definitely smash that follow button. Um, and all my gigs, uh, at least public wise are, are always posted on, on both of those two, uh, social media platforms there. Um, as well as I like to share some fun content every now and then. Yeah, we like it. I'm not one of the typical like celebrities or, or anything like that that like uh, or you know like public figures that post a ton of shit on those all the time. So you're not gonna get inundated with uh, you know like four posts a day or anything like that. I mean, you'd be lucky to get like one a week, maybe at best. But um, you know uh, that that's those are a couple great places that anybody that wants to come out follow some of my music, uh, everything like that. I'll be at your show tomorrow. Hell yeah. Uh, the twelfth, yeah, this won't air probably till the Wednesday. But you could always do some video promos for like an occasional video, like hey, throw a couple down. This is what's going on. This is don't tell me how to run my podcast. Some of that. I am telling you how to run your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding, buddy. But you know what I mean. I mean, uh, dude, I, I always appreciate your support and huge shout out to you. In all seriousness, because you were. Honestly, uh, people ask me this all the time, and I think this is a great thing to talk about, too. People ask me all the time, how the fuck did you get into DJing? I get that question from all the time. I got it a couple days ago when I went on a work trip. A couple yeah. people I never knew. Yeah. And it's a fun story to share, but at the same time, it, it it's just like uh, I've been – I love music since a kid. Like, yeah. I dabbled in drums, dabbled in guitar bass guitar, all kinds of shit, right? Oh, you're fluent Keyboard. in guitar. Stop <laughs> stop fooling us. I, I dabbled in a bunch of shit, and, and as you know, I played guitar a lot in, in, in high school and even in college a bit. Um, I, I certainly won't. Is guitar speak. the <laughs> Latin word for women? <laughs> <laughs> or men? Uh, you're, you're bad, you're bad. A you're few bad. men. Jesus Christ. No, no men, no men. But uh, no, no men. I mean, uh, you know... Um, but but uh, besides the point with that, uh, uh, people ask me all the time, how did you get into DJing? And and it's it's mostly your fucking fault. Cause, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I I tell everybody it's kind of a funny but fun story, and I'm I'm grateful for the way it it worked out. And I I this was never something I wanted. Like I was never in high school, college, middle school, and be like, I'm gonna be a DJ. Yeah. That that just didn't exist for me. Um, so uh, it was more or less one of those situations where, um, I kind of got into it by accident. And that's what I tell everybody that I got into it by accident because, um, I never planned on being a DJ. It was never something that was a, a thought out idea, um, to, to any decree. And I, I started DJing because I'm pretty sure somebody bitched about your playlist once that you had, which <laughs> for what it was worth really wasn't bad. It, it just, I don't know. People weren't feeling the vibe. And I was like, all right, let me at least, I think I started by managing one of your playlists, like literally just queuing up. I don't remember. iTunes much. shit here um, at, at your place one time for one of your parties. And then from there, um, I'm pretty sure I like did some old, like some of my own like Spotify or like streaming media kind of playlists, um, and people just kind of seemed to like most of the vibe that I was throwing down, 
And uh, a couple of our buddies were totally like, oh, like you seem pretty good at managing these playlists. Why don't you professionally do this? Like buy some equipment, try DJing. You love music so much. Like that's one way to get into it. And you don't need a band to do it. It's all you. So I was like, mm, I made the fucking mistake of throwing a ton of money into like a yeah. a nice MacBook Pro, um, some other, uh, you know, a, a DJ deck. It was Newmark NV2. And uh, I, I bought some shit, learned how to do it from a couple of other people that I knew that were into it a little bit, some YouTube videos. <laughs> um, and, and I just, uh, I, I kind of really fell in love with it. I'm like, fuck. And then, uh, you know, it, it was a thing from there. I mean, I, it, it just, it, it kind of took off. And I, I, I credit you to that because I used to come to, to some of your house parties. Yeah, and we used to have the Ragers. <laughs> we did. We had great turnouts. We had we had great stuff. That's probably where the double we rocked DJ the house. got coined. We did. I remember the time I was afraid the fire department was going to come because they had the fog machines turned up so much. There was smoke coming out my windows. <laughs> when you looked at the <laughs> front right, of the house, right. there was just white smoke pouring <laughs> out from around the windows. Dude, and the fact that we had literally like the neighbors' houses and blocks yeah. lined with cars, bro. You couldn't re- park within two blocks radius of this <laughs> house. I remember one of the last parties that we threw. It was, dude. There were people showing up that you and I both looked at each other and said, "Who the fuck is this? Who are they?" Like, I you, I, I don't even know. Yeah, that last party we had, I don't know who thirty <laughs> of the people that were there were. Yeah, we we didn't even know who was showing up, and you and I were coming up to each other like, "Oh, who is this? You must know them." And I'd be like, "No." I don't know them. I was assuming you knew them, and we would go back and forth. and like, who the fuck are these people? To the point where we had random people showing up to the 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 parties, and it was so fucking fun. But it finally hit that point where they just got that popular that we like we don't even know who's showing up to this. And through that and other circumstances, we started pulling the plug on it. But I, I give. You credit with really giving me the drive to start doing it, and I I have huge to this day. I'm very thankful for the support of everybody that came out for me that very first night um, at Pigpen, and then the people that continued to support me week after week, and even a bunch of people. We did it out of love. (laughs) You guys must have, especially that late at night. Jeez, and then um, you know you guys continued to do that even when I got some of my other. Having to be at work at seven a.m. and coming out to your gigs till three. Four and well, two, three in the morning. Yeah, four. <laughs> <just a little laughs> bit. Yeah, depending on if there's an after party or not. <laughs> yeah, and, and I remember coming out to these events, and I I don't know how I made it to work. I had like five hours of sleep after being <laughs> intoxicated at the point where I probably couldn't have pointed my car to you. <laughs> dude, it it was such good. To, dude, I remember getting bitched at and yelled at from our uh, one of our bosses. At the time, because I I, re- especially, I remember that I got uh, yelled at, <laughs> especially after a couple of my first weeks there when it was really, really the hit and like it was the place to be, the thing to do, and people were like literally showing up to work the next day, like still drunk, drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and people getting bitched out to like noon, like what the fuck, like I can't believe you would show up to work drunk, like I know you were out with Jimmy last night until. 2, 3, 4 a.m., but yeah. uh, you can't show up to work. Yeah. Dude, like, I remember almost the entire department that day was fucking hurting from yeah. one of those nights out. I remember the sunglasses <laughs> and, and uh, uh, ibuprofen. People had jiggling in their pockets. You heard people walking, <laughs> 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 the pills right. bouncing around. 
That's right. There, there were people that were walking around in the pot, and I know exactly who you're talking about. So yeah, like, one man <laughs> in particular. What is that? <laughs> That's my ibuprofen, <laughs> dude. I, even like I remember even some of the EMS folks, like uh, some of the the folks from uh, admissions, a couple of lifeguards, a ton of different departments came out and were like. I like just hurting the next day. They're like, that was a lot of fun, but today, this morning, fucking sucks. And it was the worst. You know, it was the worst, but at the same time, some of the best memories to this day of my life that I, I I've ever had. And for some of those, I totally can't remember everything that happened. <laughs> um, and I, I wish I better. did. Pro- maybe, maybe you're right. And, for the uh, better. <laughs> But it, it was such a time in my life where I'm just like, you know, what a shit just worked out the way it was meant to, and and to to know the roast plan, <laughs> the roast. Oh my god, dude! Is is that yeah, something the, we're gonna talk about? <laughs> the roast. I forgot about the roast. Yeah, the, the roast. roast came up. We did we did a roast. Uh, I hosted. We had a couple on the dais. Uh, for those of you who don't know what a dais is, aka. Uh, George, the day is, is a group of people George. invited to an event <laughs> that, that are on the panel. Um, I remember that. That was such a such a crazy moment. It was fun. The roast, the roast was fun, and I remember it came up as a joke because Alex, shout out to you. You're gonna listen to this, you fuckhead, because I'll make sure that you you get the links for it, but. Um, I, I remember we were so sad that you're leaving, buddy, and uh, we we're happy for you, but sad that you're leaving. Um, and uh, it was a joke that was tossed around that we're like, oh, like the the Comedy Central roast. Oh, absolutely! Where, it was a hilarious <laughs> time. One of my, you know, they have the what seven wonders of the world, or is it six, <laughs> or is it eight? <laughs> I'm not sure how that relates, but go ahead. It's this probably was... the rum talk, but that's what makes these fun. That was that was one of the wonders of the world for me. It was a true moment in my life. <laughs> no, yeah. I had a blast. You, you know, remember so that, though, right? Dude, it totally came up I as a joke. That. We were like, yo, we should. And, and we told him we didn't think he would buy into it, right, if I remember correctly. I, I We just said we were. I don't think we gave him <laughs> a choice. Didn't we? I, I think I, we just <laughs> said we're doing this. Dude, I, I remember we joked about this shit. And we were like, yo, Alec, it would be funny as fuck, man, to send you off to Georgia the right way yeah. and, and get you a roast. The roast of Alec. <laughs> And uh, that was like a joke that was tossed around. And he was like, fuck it. I'm in. Let's do we it. We were like, fuck it. Yeah. We're doing it. You and I looked at it. We were like, look, we've done parties together before, but this is a whole nother level. How do we execute this? We need good audio. We need good video. And we at the same it time, all off. dude, at the same time, we were like, we know it won't be the same without people showing up just to see it, to be a part of it. And we, we even had a, a, a good handful of people that were, you know, not necessarily people roasting him but like just showed up just for some of the fun and 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 the ambiance and the comedy factor behind it and i remember it was such a joke but then at the same time all of us that were roasting him took it so serious dude to the point where i did i took it like a pleasure it was like an (laughs) honor you take a lot of things as a pleasure (laughs) yeah i mean i bent over for that that was (laughs) whoa (laughs) i had some red knees after that event yeah, it was. I took that very personal, and I took it. I, I mean, I I remember for weeks studying and researching, and just laying in bed at night, 
uh, masturbating, thinking <laughs> to the thought of what I would say at this at this roast we were about to have. I, I just remember that. <laughs> roast Master Chad. And for what it was worth, dude, you, you had a lot of great ideas of, like, how can we do this on a local scale that, like, with things that I have and make this work similar to, like, a, a professional production? And, and dude, you had some great ideas. You were a great mo- roast master. You controlled the flow well. And it yeah, worked. Right. It yep. just fucking worked. Like, we, we pulled it off. We pulled off a miracle. Like normal, we just shoved it up Stout's ass and we pulled out something that worked. Like normal, there's nothing shoved up my ass ever. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> under any circumstances. That is that is that is not how we roll with that. But um it dude that that was so much fun and I remember I'm pretty sure to this day I, I was scrolling through some notes and some other stuff uh, like a couple of weeks ago and, and I saw that and I'm like the roast of Alec. I'm like, Holy shit, dude, this goes way back. I took it I remember those of us were like for yep. a, a couple of weeks were literally prepping our jokes and how we're gonna deliver them. And, and and not to toot my own horn, but I remember being absolute fucking fire up there. Not only roasting Alec, but also some of the other individuals. Oh, that you were bombed. Them. Yeah, yeah, I bombed. Okay, I was arguably one of the best two. I won't say I was the best one, but I was totally the best two. And, uh, it, I mean, that that was fun. We, we had a great time. I remember we threw up some of our lighting that we had. Dude, didn't you have, like, fucking like two gopros two of your other cameras because you're really we into had recording. a couple up and about recording yeah i mean uh, we did it really well and probably if i imagine to this day you still owe me a copy of that video you probably fucked, and you probably still haven't gotten alec a copy of that and i doubt you even know where the hell it is but i don't <laughs> if you do you need to find that and and get that on a flash drive to us that might be to with us. the egyptians lost in time the egyptians listen there's a lot of things lost in time, and I hope that's not one of them because that was one of my very fond memories of everybody being around in this area. That is that is one of the great things that I re- – dude, like some of those parties that we threw were incredible, but just the camaraderie and the time that we all had to spend with each other was was so incredible and created so many great memories and, and that we got to share. And, and the roast was one of the good ones. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, you know, shout out to Chatter with Chad. Um, I'm sure at some point, if he ever finds that, he'll get that up on some of the socials. So Maybe some of you folks can watch uh, the original roast of Alec, and I, I think that's uh, a great content piece, if I must say so myself. Yeah, it was it was a fun time for sure. We all had a blast. We all did a lot. Uh, I mean, I had a blast. I think we we did film that. I had it somewhere. I think it's in the vault somewhere. <laughs> The vault, the the secret vault. So, yeah, man. I mean, it was great. So, and all like, what have you been up to? What is new with your life other than the podcasting, other than the work? What do you got going on? I know you usually interview people, but I'm going to turn it around on you for a little bit here as we start to get closer to the end of your your podcast episode here. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to turn this around on you and ask one good question because I think it's one of the more interesting parts about you, Chad is 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 your love life and and i'm sure you knew this was coming up because no, look, i didn't chat chat is a little bit of the ladies man at sometimes if you don't know um you know he, he has his ways he has his charms about him what is new in chad's personal life in regards to the love life the ladies what's going on oh with nothing you? much 
just you know surfing the grind or <laughs> the grinder <laughs> just surfing that <laughs> i was just about to lean into that and be like what you're on grinder now chad <laughs> what the fuck is going on here no i mean it just just experiencing life uh experiencing all that that's out there um all the possibilities um just enjoying life i you know i enjoy time together with people but i also enjoy time by myself that's that's where I think I differ. I spend a lot of time uh, personally reflecting on things. Uh, I mean, I'm traveling around doing the pod. The podcast is a lot of my life uh, between here and work. But I'd also say that it's just, it, it's a pleasure bringing so many of you. I mean, everybody I have on this podcast is people that I would consider close and just very informative about what's going on in so many aspects of this this whole process we have i mean that's awesome it's i you know even though this isn't like a a national podcast this isn't like the colbert show it it is an honor to be asked to be a part of your podcast especially with part of your audience early on as you're building it and growing it this is a a fun experience and i i hope to have the opportunity again um, you know, later on, cause I, I think you and I, buddy, I mean, you're my best friend. Uh, I'll go on the podcast and say that. And, you know, to this day, you're my best friend, regardless that you, uh, you know, you're, you're not four minutes down the street anymore. Like you used to be, but, um, you, dude, you, you remain solid at that best friend. And I will never forget the, uh, the bond and relationship that we have with that. But, uh, uh, it's, it's great to be on the podcast and, and, and talk to you and, and share some fun things with uh, some of your followers because you were so supportive of my DJ career, uh, my professional career uh, with the previous job early on, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's great to be able to 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 be a guest of yours, and it's an honor even at this level. Um, you know, it's uh, and uh, it's great to hear that you're doing well. It's great to hear that you have a good outlook on things and everything like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just great to hear that you're doing well and that you're doing something new and the podcast is going well. That's awesome, bro. It's going great. I love this. Doesn't look like you're loving it right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) That's the captain, right? That's the captain captain talking. Uh, the drinks, the spirits. Now try some Captain straight, and let me know how that's treating you. <laughs> no, thank you. I think that's what makes this fun, though. Some of it is like have a couple of drinks, have some casual conversation. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? Do you want me to plug the name? No, you don't have to plug the name. But... I mean, I will, but for what it's worth, I am drinking a somewhat more premium bourbon. Love my bourbon on the yep. rocks. Yep. You've always been the, the, the rum and coke kind of guy. That's my drink. And I remember from some of the nights that we would go out in Bethlehem, you would bitch at me when, like, I wouldn't emphasize that you wanted your preferred brand. Damn straight. Of rum. When I would totally just walk up and be like, rum and coke. And these fucking college bartenders just pour your traditional college drink of a rum and coke and don't give you that name brand. They're like, dude, I feel fucking like shit <laughs> after <laughs> after this non-premium yep. brand. And I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, though. At the time, I was just like, 
dude, why are you being such a bitch about this? But at the same time, now that I've been elevated to some more of the, like, the sophisticated spirits, I get it. Dude, some of, the, like, the well drinks are, like, this is, this is not, this is not enjoyable. This is a totally different spirit. And, and now I can reflect on, like, okay, I understand why you're picky about your spirits before. Because when you have, yep, yep. when you I'm... have that premium spirit, it is, it is a better experience. You enjoy the flavor more. At the same time, you're, you're not, like, feeling like shit typically because I don't know about you. But my personal experience is when you you get those those well drinks. Yep, yep. You're feeling like shit quicker. I agree. Yeah. You're feeling like shit quicker, right? Than yep, than yep. you are some of the premium spirits. So, but um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's an absolute joy to be be on the podcast here. I appreciate your time. I mean, we can go ahead and wrap it up now. I mean, I appreciate having you here and er- everything you've done and the DJ work is just incredible. Well, dude, thanks, Chad, so much for having me on. Um, I appreciate it. Like I said, my uh, my socials here. I'll plug those one more time. Um, DJ Skyhawk PA, um, and that's again on Instagram and Facebook. I'd appreciate any follower that I can get. Um, I do a lot of events local to the Lehigh Valley area, as far as the uh, um, the public gigs go. Um, I certainly also now have partnered with a uh, company from New Jersey. Uh, my business partner, Kyle has been instrumental in getting me, uh, more on the professional end of that and partnering with him, um, getting a company to, to put together the proper way, um, you know, to do those private events, those weddings. Uh, we've done a ton, an absolute, that's good. An absolute ton of weddings. Um, and, and, and for the sake of this podcast, not necessarily being, um, 100% dedicated to that and a little bit more on the, uh, on the raw side here. Um, I won't plug the name of it, but, uh, if you follow me at DJ Skyhawk PA there, um, you can certainly reach out to me. I mean, we, our company certainly does weddings, pride events, um, uh, everything of that sort, anything that you can think of, we do. Um, I mean, we'll go anywhere in the country if, if, um, you know, the price is right and, and we can meet the services that, that you're requesting. We'll absolutely go there. We'll get there. Um, we will find a way. We really enjoy what we're doing. So, um, you know, all those types of events, anything that you're looking for, we're happy to satisfy. I'm so fucking excited for my event tomorrow night at Wind Creek. I've got a bunch of friends, I think, coming out to that event and a bunch of people that are um, also a couple of new friends, too, that I, I kind of just met um, that, that may be showing up for that. Um, it, it, it'll be a great night. My 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 casino nights are always fun. Um, but, you know, again, Chad, congratulations on getting this podcast together. Thank you. Thank you for having me Anytime. as a guest. Thank you for letting me plug some of that content. I hope you guys follow me. I hope you guys follow Chatter with Chad and continue with his development and his growth on this. This this podcast is, is going to blow up, I think, much quicker than everybody thinks. And uh, it's an honor to be one of the first few guests, especially in his own home, where we used yeah, to throw yep. some of these great parties the and everything like spot. that. This is where my dj career somewhat began so um you know again thank you to everybody listening thank you to chad himself um you know thank you to everybody that has supported me up to this point it's been great um you know be safe out there follow us follow the podcast and uh i look forward to all the fun 
that's going on out there. And, uh, you know, one more time again, thank you for the opportunity. Let's no go problem. to Music Fest. Absolutely. Let's have a great fucking time. Enjoy ourselves. Some great food, some great music, some great liquor. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to enjoy ourselves in a little bit too, right, buddy? 